On the Reconciling Marriages with Coach Jack podcast, Christian psychologist, author, and relationship coach, Dr. Jack Ito, will help you to build and restore your marriage. By learning just a few relationship skills, you can help your spouse enjoy your relationship more while getting more love and affection from your spouse. Listen to Coach Jack as he helps you with one more step toward a marriage both you and your spouse will love. You can learn how to set healthy boundaries even with an addicted spouse. Healthy boundaries will not only help your spouse, but they will also make your life and relationship better. With good boundaries, you don't need to feel like it's either settling for a bad relationship or divorcing. You don't have to give up on your relationship, and you don't have to be mistreated or feel miserably stuck. Now, nobody wants to be addicted to drugs or alcohol, and that includes your spouse. For sure, that doesn't justify their addiction, but realizing that can help you to have a little more empathy for your spouse. It's part of what Christians mean by hate the sin and love the sinner. Many addicts would like to overcome their addiction. There is a gap, however, between wanting to get off drugs or alcohol and actually being able to do it. The smaller that gap, the less you're going to need to do to help your spouse to get help or to quit. The larger that gap, the larger the intervention that will be necessary from you to make that happen. For these reasons, it can be a mistake to either have too small of an intervention or too large of one. Too small of an intervention increases conflict, but it doesn't produce change. Too large of an intervention can damage your relationship more than is necessary to get the job done. A good practice for boundaries which are often called interventions when dealing with addictions, is to start off small. You can then increase the size of your boundaries until you get consistent and positive results. If your boundaries or interventions are getting some good results, but they don't last, then you will need to either use larger interventions, apply them more consistently, or maintain them longer. One problem that many people have in setting boundaries is to end the boundaries as soon as the person changes. Boundaries should not be ended until new, healthy patterns have been established and maintained for a period of at least three months without relapses. The more severe and long-standing the problem, the longer the new behavior needs to be maintained before we can assume that it has changed. Although I help many clients to implement relationship-saving boundaries, they often drop the boundaries either when they get promises to change or when the change has only occurred for a short time. You must not drop your boundaries too soon if you want to create a better future for you and your spouse. Here are some common questions that a person might have regarding helping an addicted spouse so that they can improve their marriage. One question is, should I help my spouse hit bottom so that he or she will be motivated to get help? Now, you've heard it said that things have to get worse before they get better, or that substance abusers have to hit bottom before they will work on making things better. This actually is often not the case, as most people will be willing to work on things even when they get only moderately difficult. 
They don't have to go all the way to the bottom. It really depends on their current level of motivation to give up the drugs or alcohol. And for some people, all the way to the bottom includes divorce, suicide attempt, and or prison. So we certainly don't want to intentionally drive people to the bottom. The rule with boundaries is to start small, but be prepared to escalate to larger ones. An analogy can be made with losing weight. Some people are overweight and want to lose weight, but they can't until they get a good reason, like going to a school reunion. Other people, though, can't start to lose weight until after they've had a heart attack and the doctor gives them a choice between losing weight or dying. Most people can make changes with extreme circumstances, but there always remains a small percentage who will not, regardless of the risk. Don't assume your spouse will need extreme measures to change, but do understand that you may need to be willing to take extreme measures if the lesser ones don't work. Here's another question. How can I best help my spouse with alcoholism or a drug addiction? The best thing you can do for your spouse is to take care of yourself. Make sure you are in counseling or coaching and learning how to use good boundaries and to enjoy your life without your spouse. If you can do this, then your spouse will gradually feel the weight of his or her own choices more and more and naturally become confronted with the possibility of losing you. Hear me well because I am not saying that you should threaten to leave your partner. I am saying to continue to express to your partner the desire to have a good relationship with him or her, but at the same time, maintain healthy boundaries and live a life you enjoy. As long as your spouse enjoys your relationship and is attracted to you, he or she will be very motivated not to lose you. This is very similar to interventions for spouses who are having affairs and need to give up their affair partner. Another question, you often recommend agreement for connection. Should I use agreement when my spouse is verbally or physically abusive or threatening? My answer is definitely not, but neither should you argue. Your safety and your children's safety come before any thought of intervention. And allowing violence or even disrespect harms the relationship for both you and your spouse. Keeping yourself safe and earning respect are the best things you can do for your marriage. Your spouse doesn't need more things to feel guilty about. While we're on that topic, you need to realize that guilt does not lead to change. It just makes people justify their behavior so that they can feel better about what they are doing. With a very abusive person, you can start with boundaries for the most severe abuse. As that improves, you can extend your boundaries to less abusive or less disrespectful behaviors. So with a very abusive person, start with the worst first and use very strong boundaries. However, if abuse is not severe or if the behavior is merely disrespectful, then follow the principle I gave you earlier of starting with small boundaries and progressing to larger boundaries 
if they are needed. But never debate or argue with your spouse about your boundaries. Never seek approval for your boundaries from anyone. By definition, people are not going to like your boundaries. If people liked your boundaries, you wouldn't need to have boundaries. If you want love, it is imperative that you earn respect. Please allow me to say that again. If you want love, it is imperative that you earn respect. Allowing people to abuse you, even if it is just once in a while, will lower their respect for you, their love for you, and your ability to be a helpful partner. Allowing disrespect is one reason people pleasers don't have deep and lasting relationships. Another question. I am afraid my spouse will choose the drugs or alcohol over me, and I will be rejected if I set good boundaries. I often hear this kind of thing when people are doing interventions for their spouses having an affair as well. Unfortunately, this fear of rejection, which fuels codependency, is the reason that many relationships remain bad. In order to save your relationship, you have to risk losing it. If you are too fearful of that, then you won't be able to do the interventions necessary to make your relationship better. Overcoming your fear of losing your spouse will enable you to do the interventions to make your relationship better. Working and coaching can help you to become better at relationships so that you will be less fearful of losing your marriage. Ironically, the less you fear losing your marriage, the healthier you will behave in your marriage and the longer you will keep it and enjoy it. For example, a rich person would not fear losing his or her job at a fast food restaurant, right? They wouldn't need it. They've got plenty of money. But poor people would be very afraid of losing their job, so much so that they might let their boss abuse them, disrespect them, mistreat them, give them extra work, whatever you want to insert in there, which should not be a part of their job. Now, what if these financially poor people learned how to survive and how to be able to get another job and perhaps an even better job? Well, then they would be more relaxed at work, they would not accept disrespect, and they would be more valued by their employer. Being a good spouse but not fearful of losing your marriage will get you love and commitment from your spouse. He or she is more likely to do whatever is needed to keep you, including giving up an addiction. I hope I'm not making this all sound very easy because the fact is it's not easy to have good boundaries with an addicted spouse. But it is easier than continuing to have a relationship in which you feel unimportant, neglected, and mistreated. If you want to leave your relationship, then by all means, get out. Who's going to blame you for that? And who knows? Maybe that is what is needed before your spouse will actually change. On the other hand, if you want to save your relationship, you're not going to do that by being patient and submissive. It will take tough love, which is to say, loving messages combined with firm boundaries. Don't blame your spouse about what he or she does until you have done all that you can. That's Christian, it's loving, and it's effective.
Also, don't be afraid to get help from professionals if you need it. Many others, now in happy relationships, have been where you are and have made their lives better with just a little help. Thank you for listening to Reconciling Marriages with Coach Jack. Visit CoachJackIto.com to learn more skills for reconnecting with your spouse and restoring your marriage.